so welcome to our first ever Whitefield podcast. Um, as we speak, we have literally just finished the tax return filing deadline yesterday and we thought why not better time to actually address some of the questions that our clients have had over the last year, introduce ourselves, start introducing the team um, and just sort of give you all a little bit of background to Wyfield. So I'm Laura, I'm Managing Director of Wyfield. I founded the business almost 10 years ago now, um, which has absolutely flown. Um, and this is Emma Humphreys, who's one of our business services accountants. Hi, so I'm Emma and I've been working at Whitefield for three years now. Um, we're coming up to our 10-year anniversary in April. So, Laura, tell us how it all started. Yeah, so about uh, 10 years ago, Rox and I, um, <laughs> Roxanne's our other operations director, she and I had an idea, we sort of sat down and thought what should we do? We could start a business here. We really, we love accounting. Um, we love dealing with other businesses. We'd done our qualifications. We were both uh, parents to young children. And what we thought was, let's start a little bookkeeping business. Small practice. We work three days a week, um, costed it all out, as you can imagine, and thought, yep, yeah, that's it. We're on to something here. Um, and literally, I think ever since then, we've worked six days a week and it's grown to a team of over 22, 23 people now um, and bigger than we could have ever imagined. We work with an incredible group of uh, businesses, around 1,600 that we look after. So predominantly Southwest, Cornwall and Devon, some more national, but they are mostly here on our doorstep, mm -hmm. which is brilliant, including where we are today at the Fox's Revenge. Um, and it's just been such a journey absolutely boomed yeah yeah absolutely and boomed. yours and Rox's email addresses <laughs> yes yeah so my email address is just laura at wyfield roxanne roxanne at wyfield and then we took on our first employee and we suddenly thought oh actually we might actually this have another laura bit, yeah. or another roxanne and we should probably start adding surnames and making these sort of official so even now when i give out my email address and i say it's laura at wyfield.co.uk i get mm. a bit of a giggle because people think that it's the story behind it and actually with the intentions we had when mm -hmm. we began the business and what we wanted it to be yeah. to what it is now is so different Must but those little reminders surreal. it's not what you expected at yes. all and here we are yeah with how many now Twen is it 20 of us 22 22 yeah wow. 22 one um and more to come because the clients just keep coming through the door. There's more businesses to work with Cornwall has an absolutely thriving um business community with over nearly 50,000 registered limited companies in Cornwall, mm -hmm. let alone the sole traders um, and the, the self-employed people. So huge business community. Mm -hmm. And we're really lucky to be able to be part of that. Mm -hmm. So I think today that we, what we want to get through to people is sort of some of the questions, demystify maybe some of those things, because we understand actually how how worrying it can Daunting be. Daunting it can yeah, be. Yeah, finances yeah. can be a bit overwhelming. Absolutely. And we hear it all the time. All we ever hear is, I'm no good at this. It's not what I started my business for. I'm rubbish at numbers. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's always the case that they know the profession that they're in and what they're doing. But when it comes to the tax side of things, it's just they're going in blind and nobody yeah. seems to have, you know, and that's what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. And just break down some of these barriers, show that we're real people. Mm -hmm. And for us, our trade is numbers. So don't ask us to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> we can get we can get the tax returns done. But yeah, that's where our passion is. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess explaining a little bit to people about the difference between an entity, a trading entity, would be a really great place to start yeah. and a really good place that we get asked quite often. Because mm -hmm. there's lots of different points that a business might come to us to speak to us. Mm -hmm. And actually... 
the first one is before they've even started. Yeah. So that business is just a little seed, a, a little idea. Advice, yeah. yeah. And they don't know how to start. Mm-hmm. How do they let what, HMRC know? What implications it has and et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, we've got our sole traders. Mm-hmm. Lots of those. Mm-hmm. They're the, the self-employed people. They're not limited companies. They, um, they don't have to be individuals. They can be employers. But mm-hmm. a sole trader are the ones that have just hit that tax return deadline of the 31st of Jan. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are just speaking to HMRC and that have an annual um, compliance to do tax return each year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come to us first of all, and they're usually the ones that have been working for a business for a while and have decided to break away. Branch out on their yeah, own. Yeah, and go yeah. on their own. And yeah, I feel yeah. that because I know that's where I was. Yeah, exactly. Um, a long time ago. Taking a big step and decided yes. to. Yeah. Yeah. So they need... To just know the basics from the start. So, Emma, when you get a new sole trader come in, you get a new client come in and they want to understand what their tax, what the tax implications are or how they're going to register with HMRC. Mm-hmm. What is it? What are the sort of questions that they're asking? What are you giving them in terms of advice? Uh, the first question that clients always ask is, what's our first point of call? Like, what is our first step? What do we need to do? Um, and it's the first step is to notify HMRC. You get yourself a UTR number um, and they uh, you're registered with HMRC that you are now a sole trader. Um, they are aware that you need to file an annual tax return. Uh, and your next point of call would be to get yourself an accountant. Um, we will request agent authorization and it means that we can do everything on your behalf. Um, you don't have to contact you know, HMRC yourself, I think clients find that quite daunting. All the different lines that you can contact, the wait times. And to be honest, nobody really has time to do that, especially when you're trying to yeah, get your Start business off. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so next is thinking about how you're going to get the money coming in and how you're going to keep on top of your bookkeeping as such. Um, so you're going to need a bank account. Now, as a sole trader, you can have a bank account that is in your in your own name. You can speak to your bank um, and get a, a sole trader bank account set up. Um, you're not a limited company, so the bank account is likely to be in your name. Um, there's lots of challenger banks online as well now. So you've got things like Starling and Monzo that are becoming really, really popular. Really popular. Yeah. That, yeah. And those talk to the accounting software. So I guess mm-hmm. next thing probably to bring up is accounting software. So we're huge ambassadors of digital accounting yeah. at Wyfield. It's cloud-based. So easy for us to access, isn't it? Yeah. It means yeah. that it doesn't matter where our clients are, mm-hmm. what it is that they need, we can access that. And it's always up to date. Yeah. Yeah. Giving them that information. Mm-hmm. They can make decisions. Um, so for us, there's a couple that kind of stand out. Uh, Zero, QuickBooks, they're the two main ones, aren't they, that we mm-hmm. probably uh, have for our clients. Yes. And it's getting a, a system like that that will help with your invoicing. So you're invoicing out to your clients. You're getting the money back in. You've got your business bank account set up. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's the most important thing about yeah. business is getting started, getting off the ground. And it helps you keep track of, obviously, what invoices you've raised and what's been paid so that you know, you know what customers you need to chase up and things yeah and with sole traders there can be some setup costs that they've paid themselves potentially we Mm -hmm. always see that they they've gone out and they've maybe bought some of those startup costs using their own money and it's how do they get those into the business Mm -hmm. they might have a van that they already have or a car and they've decided they want to introduce introduce that so Mm -hmm. we'll help them just get to a base point where all, all of their business assets are all in one place they really understand they're really at ease about what they need to do once they've done that first piece of chargeable work which mm-hmm. is a huge step and a mm-hmm. huge win and when we see our clients get to that point mm. and they've gone out there and they've won their first customer and they're ready to invoice them there's like a huge sense of satisfaction mm-hmm. for us you're so invested aren't you especially yeah, when you've seen absolutely. them set everything up yeah. absolutely so having a software and we can do software training so 
we could get the clients in or we do it over Zoom, mm-hmm. um, run through the how that's going to work with them, best way to, to kind of have all that information in one place, how they can record it on the go, taking mm-hmm. pictures of fuel receipts, mm-hmm. um, no more shoe boxes of receipts, <laughs> bags of receipts, get glove rid of boxes. That. Get rid of receipts. <laughs> um, we're seeing less and less of that now and people are going digital. And that's across all sectors as well. I think mm-hmm. people just assume that you've got to be working in an office environment or you've got to be really computer literate to be able to, to run a cloud accounting software. It's all done on apps now, exactly. isn't it? So, so if you've got a smartphone, yeah, so you're okay. Easier. Yeah. <laughs> you're able to do it um and as long as you're keeping on top of it at the end of the year you've not got this overwhelming dread then of oh my goodness I've got to get together everything Mm -hmm. for that first Mm -hmm. tax return and if the workload is seeming too much or it's overwhelming all the different like bits of paperwork that you do need to deal with before you can throw it away it is something that your accountant can take off of your hands um like we're always here to help um but it is an option to be able to do it yourself as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where the digital age is moving. We've got AI coming in mm-hmm. and a lot of that data heavy work, the entering mm-hmm. of invoices um, and looking after the information now is being is being done automatically. And these mm-hmm. systems are really intuitive. You can tell them that if, if I ever make a purchase in this place, this is what it's for. So you don't have to say the same thing over and over again. So it it gets quicker. Bookkeeping mm-hmm. time gets quicker. It predicts, doesn't it? What it you're, does. Yeah. Which means we can spend our time with the clients talking about their business as a whole. Yeah. How, how, how to grow and yeah. yeah. What their next steps are, what their aspirations are. Mm-hmm. And then when they start to get bigger and they might want to look at being an employer or they're hitting that VAT threshold, mm-hmm. that's where we can really give them that advice mm-hmm. and make sure that we're able to give them the right advice at the right time. A lot of these steps and information actually applies to limited companies as well. It's all very similar. Yeah. And we haven't even touched on that. So sometimes a business might come to us and they're already in their head thinking that maybe a limited company is the best entity for them to set up. Mm-hmm. So they they want something a little bit more compliance based. Um, they want something that they can maybe grow into rather than starting as a sole trader. And, and having build, to incorporate. Yeah, yeah. Later so, on, yeah. Uh, where it differs. So limited company trying to break that down. It's um, a limited entity. So it's its own trading entity. Whereas Mm -hmm. a sole trader is the person, you Mm -hmm. are the business. Mm -hmm. This is its own business. And you will be the shareholder or one of shareholders um, and director. So you've got a couple of hats and employee quite often. So usually you're wearing a shareholder hat, your director hat and your employee hat. Mm -hmm. So a limited company has to register with company's house. Um, there's extra compliance. So you're not only reporting to HMRC about your taxes, you're reporting your accounts to company's house. Mm -hmm. And that's um, public information that anyone can find about any public limited, Mm -hmm. private limited companies uh, that are based in the UK. Yeah. It's considered that obviously the limited company is a separate entity. So the the business profits is the business profits. And then you withdraw either a salary or dividends, etc. You are considered completely separate too. Yeah. And that's the reason why a lot of people want to go limited. They want that separation between their private and personal lives, Mm. finances and assets and what's going on in Mm. the business. Limited liability. Exactly. Yeah. So first steps for someone who wants to be limited. Mm -hmm. First of all, try to find out why. What are the reasons behind it? Because Mm -hmm. it is an extra level of compliance, an extra level of administration. There's more to do Mm -hmm. um, annually for it. And so it's just making sure that is right for them and not Mm -hmm. maybe that they've been talking to a mate who said, oh yeah, I'm a limited company. And they they assume that's the only option for them. But Mm -hmm. it can be a brilliant option. So first thing to do is to think of a name. 
Mm. And that can be the hardest so hard. part. And it often <laughs> is the hardest part. You always want to do something so original, but yeah. you want to keep it something within your name. Exactly. Or, yeah. So you've got to find a name for your limited company that isn't already taken. Yeah. So it's probably the biggest task, number one. And then similar to, as you explained, with the sole traders, register with HMRC. Mm -hmm. You'll get a corporation UTR, Unique Taxpayer Reference. So that has its own tax reference number. Um, It has its own tax periods of HMRC. Mm -hmm. Get the agent authorization. And then when we come around again to the banks that I explained about, you're going to need a bank account in that limited company. It's not something you can run through your personal account. No. It needs to have its own its own account mm-hmm. as it is its own entity. Mm-hmm. Which setting up a limited company bank account actually can be difficult sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. As in it's not always so straightforward, I guess, where you don't have obviously any previous credit because you've just signed up. Yeah. Um, but it is, there's definitely lots online uh, that yeah. you can apply for and it can, you know, it can be done. Sometimes it just takes a little while as well. It might take yeah. a few weeks for them to open it. It can do. And if you're going to High Street Bank and you want to go and speak with someone that you personally bank with, that's definitely a way to go. Or again, through the online accounts that people are yeah. using. Yeah. And quite often they'll ask for an accountancy letter to say, is this a real business? Is this a real person? Mm-hmm. Um, and we get asked to do that all the time. Yeah. So new clients come Something to us. That's easily done by us. Yeah. yeah. And we'll just write a statement to let them know that these are real people that are running a real business. <laughs> yeah. So again, you're back to that starting point then mm-hmm. that the entity is set up. There's a little bit more administration um, to do, but then you're in the system and refer back to the bookkeeping that we that we spoke about a little bit earlier on. Mm. Of course, there are loads of other entities that we could talk about, um, but without being here for five hours today, uh, let's talk a bit more about corporation tax. Yeah, absolutely. So corporation tax, how this varies from our sole traders Mm -hmm. is that the the individual entity, the limited company has Has their own liability. Yeah. So at the end of the year, you get nine months to put together a set of accounts. Mm -hmm. Um, That's pulling all the data, all the income expenses from the year, what the business might have spent on assets, what it might have invested money in, um, things it might have spent on wages, and just pulling all of the financial data into a set of accounts. Mm -hmm. And those need to go to company's house and filed online. And they are public record. Mm -hmm. So if you know a limited company, Company, you can go on and you can have a look. Um, it doesn't give you warts and all. It's a, a shorter <laughs> version, so you're not going to see what someone's spending in every area of the business. Mm. But you're going to be able to get a good overview of the financial performance, and that is actually something that does put people off going limited. Yeah, is that they know that that information is out there. Yeah, they feel a bit exposed almost. Yeah. And like with filleted accounts, obviously it doesn't give a detailed PL, but it does still have your balance sheet on there, which is showing like what your net assets and stuff is going to be. So yeah, some people are a little bit put off by that, but um, sometimes it is financially beneficial it for tax purposes to be doing to be that. Yeah, yes. It's limited, always yeah. weighing up those pros and cons and making sure that you have a really good understanding of what mm-hmm. this is going to mean for you so that you can make that informed and, decision. And which one is tax efficient for you. Yeah. yeah. So the company's done its set of accounts. It's worked out hopefully what the profit figure is. And then there's a rate of corporation tax, which has just changed actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be a flat 19%, but there's now a sliding scale. Once your profits, rate, yeah, yeah, and it tapers up between 19 and 25, depending on the size of your profits. Yes. So that's mm-hmm. where tax planning comes into it. Mm-hmm. And um, we have some serious tax planners in our office <laughs> that I don't even want to tread on their toes when we're starting to go into we it. Could name but, a few. Yeah, we could name a few. Shame. Um, but that's where having an accountant, mm-hmm. being talking to them regularly and understanding your tax position really comes in because you can make sure that you are as tax efficient as possible mm-hmm. in time for that year end. Mm-hmm. So then you have tax return to file. 
as well as any income that you've taken personally out of that limited company Mm -hmm. will go on to your personal tax return. In the form of a dividend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, As a dividend or wages. You might be employed by your limited company and you could have then your wages to declare Mm -hmm. as well. So lots to lots to think about in mm-hmm. terms of tax, depending on what entity that you're that you're going for. Yeah. And again, and if the tax between corporation tax and the tax on dividends or what you've paid in employment through the company, um, whether that is tax sufficient over being self-employed and the different tax rates for an individual. Yeah. And that's something we do often. So people will come to us with a business plan and say, right, year one, I want to make X. Year two, I think I can make this. And we can, from that information, we can actually advise them which way to go, what tax they're likely to pay. Mm -hmm. And again, that's a really important factor in Mm -hmm. the decision-making process of whether to be limited Mm. or whether to go sole trader. And you can always start as sole trader. And as the business grows, you can decide to incorporate as a limited company. Um, Some people go straight for limited just to avoid the additional admin, you know, because you're doing two different setups. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, it is always a good starting point to go sole trader and then just see how the business goes and as it grows. And we have that conversation a lot. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. There's always that, if I'm limited, would that be better for me? Mm -hmm. Or we might identify it through their accounts and say to them, hang on a minute. Your business has grown to a size or how you're taking money out of it or Mm -hmm. the sorts of work you're doing, the risk is more exposed. Mm -hmm. And actually a limited company might be a better entity for you. And we can help with that transition Mm -hmm. because it is, it's starting up a new organization and merging your Mm -hmm. sole trader business into it. So it, it is almost a merger an acquisition you are acquiring your own business into your own limited company so Mm. again you've you've put a fourth hat into that mix Mm. already so but again lots of reasons why that might be the right step for some of our clients yeah and with higher profits quite often means higher turnover and then you have to start considering the bachelor threshold um it's currently eighty five thousand. um so when we're monitoring looking at the sole trader accounts or the limited company accounts, we always have to be mindful of registering for VAT. Yeah. And if someone's using software, then we can see that straight away. We're able to see what yeah. their turnover is. We're able to see if they're approaching that threshold and give them that little wave of hang on a minute, guys, yeah. you're, you're getting up towards. And then letting them understand what those next steps are if they yeah. exceed that threshold. Because if the threshold has already been exceeded and then we have to backdate it by a few months, obviously you can incur a little bit of a a VAT bill, like a higher VAT bill. Yeah. Um, so it's always better to have the up-to-date version from cloud software so that we can we can control it before we get to that point. You exactly. Know? And that's what it's all about, proactive yeah. rather than reactive yes. response. Yeah. We'd never want to go back to a client and say, actually, we've looked at your year-end stuff and you should have gone VAT registered six months ago yeah. because HMRC are going to want that VAT money yeah. from 20% six on ago. your stay at sales, even though you haven't been charging it. So yeah, so yeah. It's, a, it's a big cost. It's Again, we, we don't want to be negative and no. grim reaper of VAT. <laughs> there are lots of positives, but I think it's just... The, the message is about being ahead of the game, yeah. about understanding your business and understanding and what's that's going what, on. And that's what we do. That's the service we provide. We like to kind of hold your hand through the whole process, you know. Yeah. Um, a member of your team. Yes, exactly. We're always on the sidelines if you ever need anything. And it's that's our job to make sure that we're on top of that for you, you know. Yeah. And hopefully today we've covered off quite a lot of that how to set up, how to get going, things you might experience along the way. Mm -hmm. um, And we've barely even scratched the surface. Mm. 
Okay, so that seems like a great place to wrap up our first podcast. But Laura, how have you found it? Yeah, it's been amazing, but terrifying at the same time. (laughs) Um, I think the aim for us with these podcasts is just to get information out there to people uh, that find themselves a little unsure where to start. So they've got that support. Somebody's listening. Um, they know there's an avenue where they can ask questions mm. as well. Seek so. a little bit of comfort in like in the support from us, even though it might just be online. Yeah. Um, but if you do have any questions, please get in touch. All of our socials are at Wyfield. Um, and we hope to see you again next time. 